Doing something a bit different now, but boy, I'm excited. A surf park is coming to Auckland, uh, Dairy Flat, just north of the main city there. And one of the brains behind it is Ace Buckin, a former World Surf Tour professional, who in one event actually beat my favourite surfer, John John Florence, and also beat Kelly Slater on his way to the title. Ace joins us from Fiji now. Uh, Ace, um, I'm pretty excited about what New Zealand's going to experience with one of these wave parks. Oh, thanks, mate. Uh, appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited as well. Um, obviously, you know, I think it can bring a lot to New Zealand and, uh, yeah, been really humbled by the support we've received thus far. It's, it's something that we haven't seen here before. In fact, there's not many surf parks comparable to this. I've watched a video of one that's in South Korea. Can you sort of give us the dimensions and the size and the scale of what we're going to witness at this park? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually in South Korea um, about 10 days ago doing a little bit of work there. They've just completed a WSL qualifying event over the weekend, which sounded like it was a big success. So um, I was there prior to the event um, helping them kind of tune the waves for the surfers. And um, the size of the the park there is kind of the biggest wave garden cove um, globally, which is the same size we're going to be hopefully putting in Auckland. Um, you know, in terms of footprint, roughly it's it's about the same size as, say, the MCG um, in terms of the, the cove itself. And then, you know, as you would have seen, this park is about much more than the surfing. It's about, you know, the related amenity and the community that we can build around that to offer something to everyone outside of just surfing in the cove. That's the thing that really piqued my interest was it's not just about a wave park. It's all the extras around the outside. And you're going to have restaurants. It's going to be powered by solar. It's a really good green footprint. But the community part, Ace, um, the surfing community is just awesome. Um, what, what what do you think that New Zealanders need to know about a surfing community if you've never surfed before? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, New Zealand's a, a surf heritage, you know, nation. And I think surfing's a big, big part of, you know, the fabric of, of a lot of Kiwis' lives. And, um, you know, as you would know, obviously, if you live in Auckland, um, which I've been lucky enough to visit several times, access to quality surf, you know, is difficult. Um, so it's about giving people that opportunity and that canvas, you know, right up from, from first timers right up to to elite professionals. Um, and as you said, it's about community. And I think through the pandemic, we saw so many people turning to, you know, not just surfing, but the ocean and, um, you know, that notion of active recreation and being in and around blue spaces for their mental health. Um, obviously, JK is a part of this project. He's a huge advocate of, of mental health and done some brilliant work. So feel very lucky to be working with him and, um, you know, providing a platform for surf therapy and building that connection, you know, between people and nature. And then also, you know, I think adding some of those cultural um, and community elements to the park, which really give it, you know, something something much greater than the sum of its parts. You've talked about um, the mental health side of things. And Sir John Kewen, as you mentioned, is a huge advocate for it in New Zealand, um, knighted for it actually, which is brilliant. What is it about Fantastic. what is it about the surf culture 
Because if you go and hang out with a bunch of surfers, they're the most chilled out, relaxed type people. Do they become that when they find surfing or do they gravitate towards surfing because that's their kind of people? Yeah, I mean, I think just being in the ocean, it kind of forces you to be, you know, I guess in sport we talk about, you know, being in the zone or being in flow. And when you paddle out into, you know, a moving body of water, you're almost forced into that state of mindfulness where you're focused on what's in front of you. There's obviously, depending on your appetite for risk, a small element of danger and that threshold's different for everyone. And, um, you know, I think the great thing about these parks is that we're able to provide ways for all different levels. But I think that sense of, you know, renewal or transformation that you feel after you've been in the ocean, whether you're swimming, whether you're longboarding, whether you're shortboarding, is something that keeps people coming back to, to surfing into the ocean and it's something really special, you know, and I think in our, you know, in our modern society, it's, it's something that more and more people are gravitating towards and, yeah, I feel very lucky that I've been able to spend my life in and around the ocean. You, you mentioned Auckland and access to surf beaches. Unless you're incredibly brave, it's quite hard for a rookie to go and paddle out at Piha or Mirawai. Um can you yep. dial up different flavoured waves in the pool right for these beginners who you might put on a long board and have, have like a rookie day type thing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're seeing surf parks do that, you know, around the world. Um, you know, as you said, your guys' West Coast, you've got an abundance of swell, so you're kind of waiting for the swell to die off and the winds to get right. And then on the East Coast, it's probably the opposite. It's like you're waiting for the swell to pick up. So, um yeah, with the surf parks, you know, and with the wave garden menu, the technology that we're using, it's everything from, say, uh, a Waikiki-style wave, which is a really gentle spilling wave that's great for beginners, um, through to, like, the more Malibu-style waves, which are great for longboarders and intermediates, up to, you know, really high-performance um, waves that are great for, you know, everyday surfers and professionals to tune their tune their turns. And then they've got um, tube settings, um you probably would have seen there's a setting called the Beast, which has kind of got some notoriety, you know, amongst amongst really keen surfers. It's a really kind of hollow slabbing barrel. So the tech really does provide different types of waves to suit different types of abilities, which is, is really great. Um, you know, it, it allows everyone to get in the water, um, you know, right from first timers all the way to pros. So is it is it going to be you're going to have a set of waves in the pool and so someone like me can't surf them but you can? Is it is it designed to have different sessions for different abilities so you make a booking? How does how does all that work? Are you across that yet? Yeah, that's it. Um, if you look at you know what's happening kind of currently in the space and in wave garden pools, there are certain sessions during the day which um, you know would suit beginners. So you can book into that. You'll have you know anywhere between an hour to two hours. Um, and then there'll be sessions for intermediates, and then you've got your advanced sessions. And what we're kind of seeing, you know, as a general trend is that it's those kind of intermediate sessions that are, you know, the bulk of the sessions. Um, people that, you know, are comfortable but, you know, aren't necessarily experts. And, yeah, I think that's what this park's about. Obviously, you know, there's a high-performance element, but this is about, you know, creating a community asset that everybody can have access to and that provides ways for everyone to surf. And am I right in thinking you don't have to do the paddle out? You can surf in and walk around and jump in where it sets again? <laughs> Mate, generally it's a very it's a very mellow paddle back around. Um, 
You know, you kind of finish your wave and then the way the current works in the cove, it almost gently pushes you back out towards um, the top of the funnel where the start of the wave is. Um, so, you know, generally you kind of finish your wave and then you're having a chat like, you know, in in a kind of point break style scenario where, you know, there's kind of that natural order of things and that's mm. really what they've recreated in the cove. So how many people can be in, in the park or in the cove at one time, you know, surfing a certain set of waves? Mate, you can have almost up to about 80 surfers in the water at one time. Wow. The cove's basically divided into um, what we call the reef and the bay, and that's mimicked on either side of the wave generator. Um, if you think about it as kind of a pyramid which is split down the middle by the, by the wave generator and there's a left on one side and a right on the other. You can have, you know, up to, say, 15 to 18 kind of um, advanced surfers surfing the reef and then about 24 surfers surfing the, the bay waves, which are kind of the gentle reform beginner-style waves on the inside of the cove. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of, you know, the frequency of the tech and the ability to have um, different abilities in the water at the same time, it's really good for that. It's really cool because people, you know, after work – um, they go to the driving range. We're going to have we're going to have another option here, but it fits in with mountain biking and our power walking that we see the people. It's it's a heck of an option. We've got Snow Planet here for indoor snowboarding and skiing as well. Just what what have you found? Um, like, have you found transformative things that have happened to to people that have never tried surfing? They've gone along to a wave park or they've just started dabbling in surfing, and what happens to them both physically and mentally? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mentioned being in South Korea recently. That's not, you know, a place you associate with um, surfing or surf culture. And I was really, you know, surprised at this thriving little surf culture, you know, an hour south of Seoul, three hours from the the closest kind of surfable coastline, which is very inconsistent. But, um, you know, the park's been there for just over three years. And there's this whole community of surfers who really learnt to surf there and just kind of seeing the stoke and the positivity and the sense of community that that had given them, especially, you know, both before, after and during the pandemic. Um, it was really, you know, evident just how much surfing had given them in terms of, you know, obviously that physical fitness, but I think that general sense of mental wellness that you feel from being active and doing something where, you know, you're communicating with friends. And I mean, surfing is one of the few sports where, you know, on any given day in any lineup, you'll see everyone from a 10-year-old grommet to, you know, a 70-plus-year-old um, grandmother or grandfather out there surfing. And I know in my own family, you know, I've got three kids who love to surf. My dad is in his 70s. He loves to surf. And I think that's something that's really unique to surfing and really special. What's our time frame, Ace? Talking to Ace Buckin here, who's behind with uh, Sir John Kerwin behind the Auckland Surf Park at Derry Flat. What? When do you think the first wave will come down and people can start trying? Mate, it's hard to put an exact number on it. I think you know we would be positive that um, or hopeful that you know in twenty twenty six we could have first waves. Obviously, where you know incredibly stoked to be part of the fast track system you know in in new zealand which we hope will you know allow the project to be consented efficiently efficiently and you know for construction to get underway soon um it's roughly a kind of 24 month build time um you would have seen you know we've got pretty pretty big ambitions here to 
to create something special with the solar farm and the data centre and for those to all be working in tandem to, to heat the pool. Um, the data centre being powered by the solar farm um, and to create this, this little circle, um, you know, which really works to, to kind of provide that energy and then the wastewater um, from the data centre heating the pool to kind of solve for the seasonality that, that you get there in Auckland. So um, it's a big project, but um, we've got great people working on it. As I said, we've been really stoked with the support we've received to date from the Auckland surf community and the high-performance um, sports sector and yeah we're feeling really positive salt water or fresh water mate fresh water at, at, at this at this point in time um yeah i think obviously you know salt water would be fantastic but i've actually surfed many of the parks around the world which are you know pretty much all fresh water and it's very hard to tell the difference um between between salt and fresh water surfers sometimes tend to ride an epoxy board in, in fresh water to get that added buoyancy that they don't get from the salt water. Mm. Um, but the, the difference is quite minuscule. And how deep is the pool? Like if you if you fall off, you're not going to hit the ground? Mate, it, it varies. It varies. Obviously, you know, surfing surfing is an extreme sport. And on some of the, um, the tube kind of settings, the, the water is relatively shallow. Um, but depending on the, on the session that you're in, you know, um, it's, it's a very uniform kind of controlled environment. So in terms of, you know, comparing it to say, um, you know, I surfed Cloud Break this morning, which is obviously one of the, the most kind of um, revered kind of reefs in the world, a place we used to compete on the world tour. It's definitely not as dangerous as, as surfing somewhere like that. But the, the tube settings certainly pack a punch and you've got to have your wits about you. Um, like, like any time you step into the ocean, um, it's no different. But, um, yeah, certainly on the beginner, beginner settings, it's great for young kids, great for first-timers and beginners. Oh, mate, sounds epic. So it's sort of like, in a way, sort of like a, a golf simulator where you can go and play Augusta, you can go and play Doral. Um, you certainly won't be able to surf Nazare at the, at the surf park, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, or Bells or something like that, but you can just dial up and, and book yourself in. I know it's a wee way away, but... I'm bloody excited. I used to surf when I was about 12 or 13 years old, which is many, many, many years ago. But I can't wait to have another crack in a controlled environment. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, chatting to JK, he he obviously has spent many hours surfing, you know, both the east and west coast there. And um, for his generation, you know, that lives in Auckland to have that access to, you know, consistent waves in a controlled environment, like you said. Um, is a real game changer. And, you know, seeing that obviously in places like Melbourne um, with Urban Surf, um, you know, I've been lucky enough to surf Kelly Surf Ranch over there in California. Um, and, yeah, you know, I think what it can provide people who don't have that everyday access is just fantastic. And if you had feedback from New Zealand surfers, obviously we've got Billy Stearman, um, Paige Arab, who I often have on the show. In fact, I might get her on after we've chatted, actually, just to see her thoughts, because she surfed at Kelly's Surf Farm as well. What, what's been the reaction to our already existent surf community? Because I think it's going to grow. Yeah, mate. I mean, the likes of Billy, um, Paige, Kihu, um, they've been super supportive. Um, Rick Christie, who I was on tour with, um, you know, I think for, for Kiwi surfing, um, this would be something that would certainly raise the level, obviously. You know, surfing's an Olympic sport now. Um, both uh, Billy and Saki have provisionally qualified for um, 
the Paralympics to be held, you know, in Tahiti about this time next year, which is super exciting. So, yeah, you're seeing more and more countries, even, you know, some landlocked countries really investing heavily in, um, you know, this kind of high-performance infrastructure, which is really kind of raising the level. So I think, you know, there's no doubt that those guys would be super stoked and they've been really excited about the opportunity, um, as have, you know, your kind of, everyday surfers which is it's been awesome to kind of go and surf places like Piha and Raglan you know over the last year and just chat to people and see the stoke on their faces you know about the possibility of having a park in their backyard mm. and finally Ace how many of these surf parks are in the world at the moment that's going to use the same sort of technology mate uh, so just in the last week um, staff we had one uh, open in Brazil which I believe was the seventh wave garden post uh, in the world, there's obviously some other types of technology. Kelly has um, the Surf Ranch, which is in California, and they've got one in Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, there's some other types of technology in America. But I think we're seeing, you know, more and more of this. It's obviously a rapidly kind of growing space. And, yeah, I think, you know, with Aventure, we, we certainly got into the space, and I know personally, to try and raise the bar of what surf, car, surf art can be both, you know, from an environmental angle and, and socially in terms of what they can give back to the community. Like, they've got to be community assets. They've got to be reflective of their environment. environment. They've got to embrace the local culture, um, you know, and include the community. That's really important. And we want to try and do that really well. And for this to be a park, you know, by New Zealanders, for New Zealanders. So, um, yeah, we're really excited about it, obviously, you know, they're big projects that require a lot of diligence in all the different areas, but we've got a great team, so feeling really positive. Can't wait to book my first lesson at the Dairy Flat Auckland <laughs> Surf Park with Ace Bucken. Uh, that would be that would be bucket list for me, Ace. Absolute. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'd love to do it with you. Let's lock it in.